Welcome to the online samosa show that inspires and explains human customs and culture. Your hosts are Yamini Mitter oh, and Sandeep Tiwari. So Sandeep, let's jump into our questions. Okay. First question is about last time we talked we talked about we covered what is the science behind praying, praying. and today we will be discussing or you will be telling us how to pray. Oh, you want to know how also? Yes, definitely. It's very important, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, no point just knowing some signs that yes. you can't use. Yes, okay. yes. So, when we talk about how to pray, mm-hmm. we're going to see if you go on the web, there are a lot of websites and very authentic, good sources that tell you the steps mm-hmm. of how to pray, mm-hmm. right? Like you say, you're doing a puja, right? It comes from. People, puja word comes from a Tamil origin word, means to offer flower, garland. Right? So meaning when you offer flower or garland, it is like praising somebody. It's like a form of respect and praise. And the other meaning of puja is to praise, right? which means to praise means, so you have to understand the praise, this concept, because you're going to use this tool to do something. And when we praise, it is automatically ego lowering, right? Mm. because we're saying that this thing I like about you mm-hmm. Rather than normally we are thinking, how much I like me. Yes. <laughs> right. It's all about me. Okay, yes. In fact, if you do a spot survey, hmm. okay, honest spot survey of say all the people on earth. And you just say, we're going to do these surveys. In the moment, we're going to ask you, what were you thinking? Just, oh. And you have to just without thinking, say, okay, right, what you were thinking. Okay. You will find 99 or some very large number, 90 plus percentage of the people, Mm. 90 plus percent of the time Mm. are thinking about me. Not me, themselves. Okay, yes. (laughs) (laughs) People are thinking about their me, right? Mm. Meaning most people are not thinking about you. Okay. Okay. Or anything else not related to, everything is me, my thought, my idea, my goal, my pain, Mm -hmm. my gain, Mm -hmm. my loss, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, my body, mm-hmm. my looks, right? Like I think we were talking about hair. Yes, right. <laughs> right. So w- w- one of the one of the meanings of hair, mm-hmm. or one of the symbolic meanings of hair mm-hmm. in human beings, mm-hmm. right, is it's your e- ego. Mm-hmm. How? Mm-hmm. How? It, uh, what's the proof? <laughs> how can hair? How can <laughs> hair is considered ego because we have a test. Hmm. And the test is, I take how many people you want? Hundred thousand? Hmm. One million? Okay. And randomly, I'll put a mirror in front of them. Okay. Ninety-nine percent of the people mm-hmm. will adjust their hair. Okay. <laughs> Interesting <laughs> observation. <laughs> meaning that part of our ego resides in our hair. Meaning not hair in the way we look, and because we cannot change the shape of my nose, you know, color of my eye, so we we do the best we can. To look our best. Yes. So hair is our closest associ- uh, impact mm-hmm. on looking good. Meaning, why are we talking about all this? Because this is an example that majority of the times, majority of the people are thinking about themselves. Mm-hmm. That's it. Right? And the real world, the world that they live in, mm-hmm. exists outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not inside. So it's very important to know this upfront. And now the goal of puja is to become present in the world. Mm. Because the world is happening, action is happening, Mm. results are happening, everything is happening outside you. 
what is how you're processing what's in, happening outside you, how you're processing that is not very meaningful unless it helps you perform better in this world. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. That means you have to understand mm. that I need to practice the muscle of detaching me thinking about me to me thinking about outside. Mm. One way to do that is to say me thinking about you. Namaste. So namaste is the mantra. We, mm. you know, show number which one? I think in the show number one we discussed namaste. Oh really? In the show one. one and two. One or two. Yes. Okay. yes. So we explain, and you, if you, if this is interesting to you, go see that show because we spent a lot of time explaining this, mm -hmm. and it's a mantra that helps you think outside you, mm -hmm. not me. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And namah, namaskar to God, namaste to God, same thing. I think. Mm -hmm. Now puja is also trying to strengthen the similar muscles, mm -hmm. that one, and then also a second muscle. Hmm. Okay, muscle meaning your ability, your skill to do that thinking, that method of being quickly because it's strong. Hmm. It's not weak. If it's weak, that means it takes a lot of effort for you to think about what is good for you. Hmm. Like when I when we first work with people, and I've been working with people and training them for a long time, it's challenging for them to think about your point of view. They say it's too tiring. Hmm. Literally, they say it's too tiring, hmm. or they say, "Why should I?" When, when a child or a, or a student at any age mm. says, why should I do this? They're not necessarily inquisitively, curiously asking why. Mm. They are indirectly saying, I don't want to do it. Mm. Oh. <laughs> this is, so if you're a teacher, you kind of know this. But if you're not a teacher, mm. at home you're a parent, uh -huh. you're thinking, oh my God, my kid is so inquisitive. Let me answer his why or her <laughs> yes, why. Yes, right? Yes. And you'll fall into their why trap. It's called mm. the white trap. White trap means the kid learns how to stop you from doing something they don't like by constantly asking you a number of series of very intellectually interesting whys. Mm. Okay. There's a solution to the white trap. You, I will tell another time, otherwise we go off. Yes. Trap. Okay, yes. come back to puja. So in this, how to do this puja, we will talk about how to do those steps, 16-step puja exists, mm. 12 steps, 6 steps. Mm. doesn't matter how, how many steps of puja you're doing. What is the science that you of puja that we talked about, not puja, prayer? What is the science of prayer that you're going to utilize to make that exercise useful, beneficial, and effective mm. for you? Okay, mm. So we talked about in the science of prayer, mm -hmm. we said lower your ego mm -hmm. and reinforce your sankalp, meaning reinforce your deep driving desire, goal that you're committed to, your committed goal, not your wish. Mm. Those two are important. Yes. Okay, then there's a third part, which is gratitude, because gratitude powers the universe mm -hmm. in the way that it lowers your ego and it enables other people to help you mm -hmm. become more successful. Mm -hmm. Okay, Which means you're aligning your forces mm -hmm. within you here and from outside, to become more successful, more effective, mm. not success, effective, but effective and successful are very similar and very close mm. to each other. Mm. All right. Mm. So let's go into it. Okay. So in a, in a in a Hindu prayer, and we'll we'll talk about Christian and Islamic prayer as well. Okay. Mm. Mm. I, I don't know how much time we have today. If we have time today, then otherwise next 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 time or in one of the future shows. Okay. So we'll cover the major and then we might cover some other major prayer groups, and you'll realize that they're all similar and they're all using the science. Mm. of prayer that we have explained mm. to help their devotees, their uh, followers or the practitioners effectively become, make that exercise uh, effective, mm. successful. Right? And if you do it without the science, yeah, there's some benefit. 
because some muscles are being built inside your brain anyway. But with the science, the growth is much stronger, bigger, mm-hmm. more, and you are able to tune your circumstance mm-hmm. so that your mind doesn't wander, uh, other things don't happen or get in the way of the effectiveness of your prayer effort. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Right. Mm-hmm. So you should look upon prayer as an investment effort that you are making into your success. Not as something ritual I got to do because it's a good habit, mm-hmm. not just for that. Of course, it's a habit. Make, mm-hmm. a, make a habit out of it because mm-hmm. habits are your strongest ally to success. Sure. Okay, make habits. But then the habits should not become perfunctory, should not become just uh, something you do without much thought, mm-hmm. should not become just casual, ritualistic, no engagement. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And we're trying to avoid that because we want your effort to be integrated. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not my arms did, <laughs> my hands did the puja, but my brain was worrying. Yes. Yes. So that's that's the very common thing, which when I grew up, this is what I've seen. Okay. Tell puja me. Puja is basically just sitting. Yes. Mm. This is one part of meditation they used to call. Okay. You're sitting, you're concentrating, you're saying your mantras and uh, you're just... Like, like Gayatri Mantra or something. What yes. Yeah. Or or any any uh, you know kind of a, like Hanuman Chalisa okay, yeah. or sometimes something like that right. or or Arti. At the end, Arti. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. So you're just sitting and basically what I saw my parents doing meditation first. They light the lamp. They will light the incense hmm. and then they will sit down with hmm. eyes closed and they'll do the job. Hmm. Okay. So they had some mantra job. They, they had it. Now, you know, which is a good thing. Yes. Okay. And then it was what but one hour. Oh, really? Yes. A long puja? Every yes, day? every single day, morning wow. and evening. Wow, what, yes. what good discipline. Yeah. You're a lucky lady. All right. <laughs> so this is what I observed. Okay. Okay. Now okay. you are talking about a lot of how things, do, which how basically what does it involve, right? Yeah. So where's the engagement? Yes. Yeah. yes. Not just the ritual. Correct. Okay. Correct. All right. Correct. Very nice. Yes. Okay. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. So, so in a prayer, several things are happening. Mm. Okay. Mm. And I'll explain the, some of the signs. So, for example, you're doing a morning prayer mm. in your home, right? Mm. So, if you have the habit, you'll do it at a good time in the morning. Meaning is relatively early. The rest of the noise of the world have not awakened yet. Mm. Right? You are the early practitioner or early consumer of the golden silence mm-hmm. that's available, <laughs> right? Because that's very special, yes. right? It's highly energizing. Correct. So... So you will do many things like you will wash your face if you're in a cold climate or you will shower if you're in a, an appropriate climate and then you will enter your puja room or your area that you have designated for your puja. Mm-hmm. Puja is a Hindi word for prayer. So same thing, prayer, right? prayer room, prayer. So you go in for your prayer and then you will uh, light a lamp mm. right? because you cannot light the incense without the lamp. <laughs> so mm. light the lamp first. Mm-hmm. Also, by lighting the lamp, there's some symbolism, mm. which is that all our problems are because of ignorance. Mm. Something I don't know, something I can't see, something I don't understand. Mm. And light is a way of saying I'm countering the darkness. Mm. So ignorance is darkness and light is knowledge. Mm. Knowledge is necessary mm. to solve my problems is the indication by lighting a lamp. Okay. Meaning that if I don't gain knowledge, mm. No change can be expected. If no change is expected, nothing different will happen today than was happening yesterday and my problems will persist. Mm. I'll still have my problem, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So lighting the lamp is a way of saying, I would like to gain some knowledge. Mm. 
some new bit of information, some new bit of understanding, some new bit of experience. Mm. Did I say three different things? Or did I say the same thing? Same thing. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> some experience. Three different kinds of knowledge. Oh my God. You're sitting there and you're thinking about those things. <laughs> <laughs> so when you light a lamp, yeah. you are thinking, I there are three kinds of knowledge. Hmm. And I want them all. Okay, what are those Which, three uh, kinds? Okay. One yeah. is information. Okay. Something I didn't know. Hmm. But it's not knowledge because I have not used it. Okay. Okay, okay it's not been processed. Sure. Once say, say someone says the traffic light keeps going like this, red, flashing, no green. Yeah. Information. Okay. Then you realize, oh, that means if I go there, mm. there'll be a traffic jam because all the cars have to stop and then go, stop Correct. and then go. Therefore, uh -huh. I will be delayed by 15 minutes. Okay. Now that's knowledge. Oh, okay. Information put to use uh -huh. becomes knowledge. knowledge. Okay. But in, without information, you cannot use it. Yes, true. So you must say, I want information. So when if someone is giving you information, mm -hmm. you should be quiet. Right. Just soak it in. Yes, because mm -hmm. if they stop and for whatever reason you don't get the rest of the information, mm. you will be lacking the information to l make knowledge. Mm. That's double whammy. That's like, you know, you're poor on two counts. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 Now there's a third kind of knowledge. Yes. Which is not easily understood and taught as a science. Mm in the West. Hmm. So the Western world mm -hmm. has had a tough time because of their history of dealing with knowledge in a different approach mm. with this knowledge called experiential knowledge. Mm. Yes, yes, okay. yes. Meaning that I may get the information, mm. I may have the knowledge how to use it. Mm. Like for example, mm. I may have the information this, you know, uh, my friend gifted my son a bike or mm. gifted us a bike. Mm. I have information. Mm. Then I have knowledge. Oh, I know bike. I can use it to get from here to there much faster. Mm. Now I have knowledge mm. that bike is useful in this way. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. But then I go and sit on the bike and I just fall down. Mm. Because I don't have the experiential Experience. knowledge of yes. how to ride. Correct. Okay. Okay. Yes. So bike is a good example and swimming. These are really two good examples of what experiential knowledge means. Mm. Say I give you a book on mm. swimming. Mm. You read it. Mm. Then you say, this is so interesting. And you write, you get five more books from the library. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you read. Now you, now you go to a swimming pool and somebody, somebody's swimming. And you say, hey, hey, in your butterfly stroke, if you do it like this, mm. I read, it'll be better. Try. And the guy tries and he's better. And now you start thinking, mm. you know how to swim. swim. <laughs> then somebody just pushes you underwater. Uh -huh. And you... <laughs> Right? Mm -hmm. You don't have the experiential knowledge of swimming until someone teaches you Correct. how to paddle your feet so mm. your head stays above water, mm. how to move your arm. Right? But once you get it, mm. nobody can take it away from you. Yes. So that experiential knowledge cannot happen everywhere. Mm. Right? So say I'm teaching you physics and I teach you some math, I teach you. There's no experiential knowledge really. You're not experiencing the speed of light. If I'm, mm -hmm. you know, I'm doing a Michael Morley, I'm doing some experiment, right, mm -hmm. to do something, right, measure something. Yeah, that's some knowledge. Not all knowledge has to result in experiential knowledge. Mm -hmm. Okay. Knowledge that changes the way I behave. Mm -hmm. 
that requires experiential knowledge. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, in the West, sometimes many times they call it emotional quotient or you know intelligence quotient, emotional quotient. That guy has high emotional skill management, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What a what a way to say it, but. <laughs> what they mean to say is that guy has experience in managing, mm-hmm. reading, understanding their own emotions and therefore yours. Meaning mm-hmm. what? Meaning they're not getting swept mm-hmm. by their emotion when it occurs in them. Okay. That means, you understand? Mm-hmm. Like some sometimes someone says something, you get so angry before mm-hmm. you realize you're angry. Right. Then someone tells you, why were you arguing with that person? Yeah, yeah. Yes. That person likes Mm -hmm. to provoke you and you get provoked every time. Grow up Mm -hmm. or stop. Mm -hmm. Right. And so then what should I do? If Mm -hmm. they you say, then you say, I'm gonna train you what to do when Mm -hmm. someone provokes you by insulting you or saying something slightly that is uh, a true Mm -hmm. fact about you, Mm -hmm. but doesn't make you look good Mm -hmm. and makes you angry, right? Why are you bringing that up? Uh, and but you also have that, right? So, mm-hmm. so the so I'll train you. What what should you do when someone does that? Mm-hmm. Two things. Mm-hmm. You should say, you know, I I like this X Y Z something else about you. You praise that person who just insulted you. Oh, really? Okay. Why not? Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, go try a new experiment. Instead mm-hmm. of just reacting angrily, you mm-hmm. say something. So when you meet a person, you know he's going to insult you. You start thinking, what should I praise them with? Mm-hmm. And you and you praise them. I like, you know, I like this quality about this person. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's one thing that I recommend that you do just as a, a method of gaining power over your runaway emotion, mm-hmm. hijacking you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Second thing is to first accept it. If it's true, you say, yeah, I do that. Just okay. do it. Mm-hmm. You'll find most of the power of that person mm-hmm. that was the provoking power, the ability to manipulate you, the ability to you know, make you do stupid things, it's instantly gone. Hmm. Because a person with higher emotional experiential knowledge Mm -hmm. does this. Because they know that this one truth about me Hmm. doesn't completely define me. Hmm. I have that that issue. Okay. And a person who knows the issues they have is already halfway through mastering them. Mm-hmm. So what do the rest of the people hear when you do that? Right? Mm-hmm. What do the, re- the rest of the people hear mm-hmm. that you are halfway through already solving that problem that he just pointed out you have? And they feel happier that you are aware. Mm-hmm. Not, oh my God, you have this fault. <laughs> okay. You just did two things. Mm-hmm. One is you didn't feed him. Mm-hmm. Two, you didn't do something stupid to hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. Three, you earned everyone else's respect which was not his goal mm-hmm. or her goal, right? Yeah. In fi- pointing out some defect, some, mm-hmm. some fact about you that may lo- make you look less mm. good, right? Okay, you understand? So these are some ways to practice mm-hmm. gaining experiential knowledge of conquering your own uh, emotional hijack. Mm. Okay. Yeah? That's a good word. Emotional hijack. <laughs> you, and only you can do that. Yes. <laughs> only you can hijack yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't recommend anybody doing that. Well, you are doing it. Yeah. We're, we're giving you the muscles. Mm-hmm. We're giving you science that you can use mm-hmm. 
so that that muscle can be utilized at the right time and you are now at a higher elevation or a higher awareness of self, mm. which puts you at a higher EQ. Mm. And you will find everybody respects people with high EQ. Yes. And people are always scared and worried about people with low, low EQ, EQ, meaning people who just react all the time, mm. who get angry all the time, who, who think that this method of honest communication by expressing my feelings at, a, at an instant gut reaction feeling level mm. is, is a good way to communicate. Mm. That, my, that what's wrong with that? I'm being honest. Mm -hmm. I, you know, if you don't, you don't even express your feelings, I express my feelings. Mm. Therefore, my expressions are more honest, more truthful. Mm. You could be calculating and saying that, who knows, I don't trust you. I only trust people who immediately speak their feelings. This is how people at low IQ, low EQ mm. function. Okay. And they're constantly in this battle of expressing their emotions and expecting your emotions back. And then it's a battle. Bah, 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 bah. Mm. Right? Mm. And if you have a little child in your room, he's just scared. Yes. Like, what's, what's wrong with mom and dad? They're mm. just bah, 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 at their necks. Right? But they think they're communicating. No, you're not. You're not. You are kind of communicating poorly. Mm. Okay. Okay. All right. So come back to prayer. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so in your prayer, you first light a lamp. And this lamp is this quick instant recognition mm. that I need three kinds of knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> information, right? knowledge and experience. Yeah, knowledge. experiential knowledge. Okay. Right. Okay. Because you need information to also, more than you realize. Many times we think, oh, no, I don't need to know stuff. Yes. Mm. Just because it's information and it sounds bad you still need to know it. Just because of information sounds good, you still need to know it. Then the knowledge is after you process it into something useful mm -hmm. and it's still intellectual. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then there's experiential knowledge, different mm -hmm. kind of knowledge, right? How to ride, ride a bike as given in, by reading a book mm -hmm. and how to ride a bike by actually riding a bike and someone holding the bike by the seat behind you and you paddling, pedaling, pedaling until you learn, you learn from your seat where the balance is, mm. right? Until you learn that, you don't know it, right? Mm -hmm. And similarly, you learn to paddle or move your hands and arms, arms and legs in the swimming pool. And there are so, most of the experiential knowledges that are knowledge that is useful to you, a lot of it is in understanding your own and other people's emotional reaction mm. and how not to get swayed mm. by it, okay? Come back. So, just the lighting of the lamp did all this. Mm, look at yeah, that. We haven't even come to the <laughs> incense stick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, the second part of lamp science mm. is that in case you woke up at 4 a.m., mm. Brahma Muhurt, it's still dark outside. Mm. People can see that you're sitting in the puja room, in, the, in your prayer room, mm. and there's a little bit of light around you, and nobody is going to trip and fall on you, around you, near you. Mm. Science. Mm. Simple science. Okay. Right? Okay. That's why we begin with the lamp. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Mm. Right. Then we light the incense. Mm. Right? Mm. So in case some person didn't see you because their eyes are closed and they're sleeping in the other room, mm. right? They yeah. will smell the incense. Yes. They will know that somebody is praying. Mm. So I shouldn't get up and make a loud noise because mm. I can smell it. Mm -hmm. Smell will not doesn't take that long to travel, but it'll, it'll yes, get this. Yes, yes. Second advantage of using science. Here you're using the science of smell to subtly communicate to the people in that house mm. that you are praying. Do not disturb me. Do not call me. Do not shout my name. Do not mm. ask for water. Do not do things mm. that will disturb my prayer because I need to spend this time in my 
self-education, mm. self-affirmation, lowering of my ego, and reinforcing my deep driving desire, my committed goal. Mm. And I need this time to do this so that my day is more effective and I can be more successful. Mm. So you're saying to the world, please excuse me. Mm. I'm letting you know without coming and shaking your wig. Hey, I'm going to do prayer now. Mm. I'm not doing that. Right? Because then people, oh, why are you telling me I'm sleeping? Right? Mm. That's not what you think. Okay. You're doing this. And they now know if they're awake. If they're not awake, they don't know. It's fine. They're mm. not going to disturb you. But if they wake up, They'll smell it because the smell lingers. Mm. Okay. Second part of incense. So we did the lamp already. Mm-hmm. Lamp did two purposes. Mm-hmm. Incense also two purposes. Mm. Second is that insects, mosquitoes, and a whole bunch of other bugs don't like the scent. The the scent of smoke. Mm. Smoke. Any smoke. They don't, mm. care. They don't care whether it's mm. pacholi. What do you call it? Incense stick, right? Mm. Pacholi is this Indian flower that is one of the most popular flowers fragrances in the world mm. and is the fragrance behind more fragrances sold in the West and the rest of the world than any other, almost any other flower. Mm. Jasmine comes second, I think. Or something. Oh, okay. Not exactly, but up there, up there. They're both mm. up there because, you know, those things are fashionable and they keep changing everyone's mind. Okay. So, so smoke mm. tells the mosquitoes in the in your puja room to not come there. Mm. So they don't, nothing is biting you while you're sitting quietly in your meditation. Mm. Like you talked about meditation. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So, but because you are lighting an incense stick every day, mm. and maybe other people are also lighting an incense stick regularly in the puja room, mm. the puja room has a resident, smoky, incense atmosphere. Yes, true. Which automatically is calming for you when you walk in because you can, that smell has a positive memory, mm. right? Mm. But science, science is the insects aren't actually wanting to fly into your puja room. Hmm. Because there's a light s- smell of smoke there all the time. Hmm. In fact, there are two things that wild animals are just don't are afraid of. Hmm. Ash, ash smell, and smoke smell. Hmm. Because, hmm. because why? Because four and a half billion years of evolution, hmm. only those animals that were afraid of fire have survived. <laughs> oh. All the ones that weren't afraid of fire, hmm. they're extinct. Hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. because there was a lot of volcanoes, mm-hmm. a lot of forest fires yeah. across our history, mm-hmm. and whatever animal didn't run, not run away from the fire or could not early detect or could not smell that fire from a distance, mm-hmm. they they're extinct, mm-hmm. including us. Right? But now that we have a brain, mm-hmm. we can overcome our fear of fire because we've tamed the fire. Mm-hmm. And if you apply ash on yourself when you're out in the wilderness, insects won't bite you because yes. they don't like that ash smell. Uh-huh. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Same with the incense. Okay. So the second scientific advantage of incense is you get a better meditation mm. because of the science. Okay. Yes. Then, yeah. Then the third is you ring the bell. Mm. Right. Mm. Or some people, they have different orders. So you follow your order, right? Or when to do what. Yes. Okay. Some people offer water and, and then, you know, and then, they, then there's a... So it, those are all as per your family, your preference. Mm. We're talking about the science. So whenever that step happens, you apply this science. So what's the science with bell? It's like this. Now, the little bell that we have in the Indian prayer room, right, Mm -hmm. at home, is called a Garuda bell. Mm. Just, they gave it a name. Mm. You know, my mom had one. It had a little elephant-shaped handle. Okay. Uh, I've seen another one in which there's a little, 
eagle bird shape, mm. right? That's why, that's why it's called a Garuda, Garuda bell. So it's a little bell. In the temple, they have the big bells. Yes. Different sizes, mm. right? They're called ghanta. Mm. Right? Yeah, yeah. Now, <clears throat> um, they want the sound of the bell mm. to last seven seconds at least. Mm. Why seven? Because seven means seven chakras. Oh, it's an association. There's no science. Mm. I mean, there is a science, but that's not the science is not what you think. You cannot just say seven and seven. Therefore, it's no, that's not how science works. Mm. (laughs) For science to work, someone has to prove to me Mm. that seven seconds of bell ringing affected all my seven chakras in some way. Mm. I don't I don't have that proof. So I'm not going to give it to you. Okay. (laughs) All right. But seven seconds, mm. it does this from a, my, our science point of view. Mm. Now, if someone is able to prove this to me, I'm all for it. Please give it to me. Mm. I love science, mm. right? Mm. But at the same time, if because you don't have science, I'm not going to discard something just because I don't have the science. So here's the science behind it. In seven seconds, people in your house mm. who are kind of sleeping mm. or half asleep or trying to wake up or getting ready to wake up, mm-hmm. in seven seconds of bell ringing, they now know your puja has started. Mm. Okay. Right. Or say you do midday. Some people do like 11 o'clock puja before lunch. Mm. Right. Mm. Because that's when they showered and now they're ready. Mm. Or 10 o'clock because, you know, it depends. So it need not be people are just waking up. It doesn't matter. Whenever in the day Mm. you ring the bell for seven seconds, Mm -hmm. it tells the environment in your home, in your wherever you are, Mm. that you are now going to be entering your job or your meditation stage. Mm. So do not disturb this person. They're going to be like this for at least 15, 10, whatever. You have five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever time of meditative part of your Mm. prayer is, that's Mm. what you're entering. Okay. So, Mm. but seven seconds. Mm. Now, there's a little bit more science that people will tell you Mm. about the ghanta, the bigger bell. The goal of the the bells are designed with certain kind of metal, certain kind of shape, certain kind of dongs, right? In such a way that that sound lasts for seven seconds. That's their goal. That's where the seven comes from. Mm. And it could be as simple as on an average of bells, sound is audible for about seven seconds. Mm. It doesn't matter. So now there are some other claims Mm. that I have not personally verified yet. And I I don't have a credible source for it yet. Although it sounds believable. Mm. That (laughs) when you ring the bigger bell, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? And the sound lasts for like at least seven seconds. It's not a medium-sized bell. It's a bigger bell. Bigger bell, Okay then that frequency causes a resonance, resonance in the air around it. And, um, and it causes uh, bacteria and virus in the air to either cocoon or to die or to leave. Now, mm. They can't leave by themselves. So mm. it must be causing them to cocoon or cause them to burst maybe. Okay, that's the theory. Some people have claimed it. Mm. I don't have the scientific evidence. Mm. But I do know something else. Okay, in my house, we uh, we have a lot of these uh, insect guard and rat and mouse guards, uh, sound uh, ultrasound devices that we plug in the wall, because mm. because in the you know in in the in the in the in some cities, mm-hmm. especially in New York, but it's also in some parts here, there are lots of rats here, mm-hmm. big rats and mice. Mm-hmm. So and they can kind of live under your house. They don't enter your house, but they mm-hmm. could enter your house. Mm-hmm. And you don't want them kind of messing around, digging up stuff, you know, biting wires and things like that. Correct. So I have put these ultrasound devices mm. that are pest repellents. Yes. Okay. Mm. Did a lot of experimenting to see if they actually function or not. And not 100%, mm. but they are pretty effective. Okay. I ended up having to buy several of them. Mm. 
mm. because they don't transmit their sound beyond a certain small range. So in each of the my downstairs rooms, I have one one device, one mm. one in the garage, one here. So I have like four or five, and I found that the overall insect and rat activity is a lot less. Okay, right, mm. and not not hundred percent, but and it's ultrasound and it's dog safe, so their dogs are okay, but the insects and the rats don't like it. Mm. Okay, all right. So ultrasound has value. That's my point of talking about this. I'm not saying go buy the ultrasound. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So the bell sound has an impact. Okay. Mm. And m many animals don't like it or are uncomfortable with it, especially because they resonate. Mm, the resonance. Mm. And it's pleasant to us. It's unpleasant to them. Yes. That's the point. Mm -hmm. All right. So the bell has its role in the house. Mm. It tells people not to disturb you. Mm -hmm. So use it. Okay. Now, the longer bell, seven seconds is up front. Mm -hmm. Some people at the end will also do aarti. Mm -hmm. So they will sing it. Yes. And that way everybody knows now my prayer has, period has ended. I'm coming out. And now you can, if you have any questions, you can start just waiting outside the room. And I come out, you can ask me because my aarti is going on. Right. Some people end with aarti. Some people end with a bell ring. Mm -hmm. And then they give prasad to the kid. I remember my nani or, you know, they would do that. Mm -hmm. And we, by a quick, like, Three tinkles, right? Hmm. That would indicate that it's now over. The prayer is now over. And we would say, oh, and we'd get a little piece of sugar. Hmm. And it was nice, yeah. right? Or whatever they were giving you. Mm -hmm. So you want, if you're going to communicate with the rest of your family hmm. by saying, smell, light, lamp, uh, bell, that I'm entering my prayer, mm -hmm. you have the responsibility of letting them know that it's now ended because in their head, mm -hmm. over time, their mm -hmm. brains are working, they're active. Mm -hmm. They will say, oh, prayer started. Mm -hmm. Now you need to close that door, right? You opened it because mm -hmm. now they're being sensitive. They're being careful to you. Yeah. If you do not close the door, they will say, oh, I never know where it ends. Mm -hmm. So I will wait 15 minutes and then I'll start making loud noise, playing my music. Okay. Right. And then you say, oh, I was still doing my prayer. Mm -hmm. They said, oh, I thought you were done. Mm -hmm. You don't want to do that. Okay. Right. If you're going to communicate in one way, mm -hmm. you must close and you're going to open the door. You must mm -hmm. close the door. So you must either end with a bell ring mm -hmm. or with a bell ring and aarti, whatever you like. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. to, to, you are communicating, you communicate. Mm -hmm. Now, the thing with the incense is automatic. Mm -hmm. Right. Incense sake only lasts for so long. Yes. So then the smell will be less dominant after some time, mm. right? So um, that can work for you. Um, you know, I, we have like a, another simple rule mm. that just kind of started in our house, mm. right? Like sometimes my wife and I, we will have a disagreement. We'll have, you know, we'll have a heated dis disagreement <laughs> sometimes. Okay. And uh, after that, um, you know, uh, it, she sometimes randomly it happened where she would kind of do her puja and whatnot and, and light the incense. And I said to her, that incense stick tells me when I see it, when I smell it, mm -hmm. that you are now calm. Okay. That just silently without you saying anything tells me you are now okay. You're not disturbed anymore. Mm. So in our house, every time after we have a disagreement or a, you know, a heated argument, after she's calmed down, she will light the incense. It doesn't matter what time of day it is. Right. And oh. then we can begin our normal conversation instead of thinking, oh my God, she's still angry or I'm still angry. I'm not talking. No, it's all gone. It's all gone. So that so works in your house. It, it works. It works. Mm -hmm. So because you, if you, if you apply the science, mm -hmm. it delivers results. If science is like that. Mm -hmm. 
Now one day she starts, she does the incense and she's still angry. Mm. Broke the rule, now it's gone. Right? Okay. So you, if you use the science, the science is useful to you. Mm. <laughs> okay. Right? And in every relationship, not just marriage, mm. but even at business, at work, you have partners. Right? Mm -hmm. You must have, you can create, you can use this science, ritual plus emotional reading of people mm -hmm. to say that we're now, okay, we now are now done with our disagreement. Mm -hmm. So uh, can I digress a little bit here? Okay. Because yeah. it might go longer into your prayer. Mm. Okay, let me tell you what the subject is, then you tell me. Yeah. One of the most important parts mm. of becoming civilized as a human being, elevated. Elevated means being able to see more information. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you have more knowledge. Okay. So, and you get that elevation mm -hmm. by emotional, by experiential skill set, mm -hmm. because it's the emotions that prevent you from being able to elevate. Mm -hmm. okay. So, okay. three knowledges, yeah? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, one of the most important skills to learn as mm -hmm. part of civilization, mm -hmm. is how to disagree. <laughs> okay. Is this the new topic you're talking about now? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm not going to go further. You, yes. you remind me of the time. Yes. So yes. how to disagree mm -hmm. with people you love. How to agree to disagree with people you love or people you work with or people you're forced to be around. Mm -hmm. You don't have to agree with everything for the room, mm -hmm. for the environment mm -hmm. to be healthy okay because that leads to suppression i disagree but i can't express it because then then i change the temperature of the room for example mm -hmm. i don't want to do that i want it to, uh, to be a nice working relationship so mm -hmm. i suppress now suppression doesn't work because then it results in explosion right mm -hmm. so a, how to disagree in a civilized way mm -hmm. and how to agree you and i we both agree that we disagree in a civilized way and we may agree another time later on, we we'll may discuss it, but we may go to a third person who's an expert. We, you may find other ways to deal with that disagreement, mm -hmm. but you must not reduce the love between you two just because you disagree. Mm. So you must learn how to disagree, how to express disagreement, and how to agree to disagree. This is an important part of civilization, teamwork, family work, and business work. Right? Okay. Everywhere. Mm. So another time. Yes. Not today. Not today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sorry. So I have to continue prayer. Mm -hmm. prayer. So we did. So so far we have just rung the bell. Now we sit down and be. So you can do the ahanam. You can invite the God. Mm -hmm. So meaning you say that I am now going to imagine like a guest. Mm -hmm. God is coming into my room, mm -hmm. and I'm going to treat him with ultimate ultra respect. So mm -hmm. I feel the presence of the divine in this room. Okay. Of course, divine was everywhere all the time. Mm -hmm. But by doing this ritual, mm -hmm. it makes it more alive for me. Mm -hmm. And if it makes it more alive for you, mm -hmm. then that experience is something that is useful. We want to gain it. Mm -hmm. We want to use it. Mm -hmm. Because human beings learn and behave better by using props, by using symbolism. Yes. Because we are tactile people. Tactile meaning we like to touch and experience things with our own body, with our own mind, with our own tongue, with our own eyes. We like to, until all of our senses are in, not involved, mm -hmm. the thing for some reason, the abstract knowledge doesn't feel quite real. It's a human 
limitation or a human, you can say, advantage, mm. depending on how you use it, mm-hmm. right? So because we are tactile, we are looking for for the, uh, you can say, the five senses, uh, you can say, uh, uh, consenting, agreeing on the same experience. Okay, so so far, what, what do we have? We have touch because we sat down on the asana, on the special so the asana in a puja room can be made of certain materials not of others right for example so mm-hmm. you cannot sit on metal it's mm-hmm. not allowed right okay. you cannot sit on um, concrete floor concrete mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but you can put a little mat on it mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. even in in cold weather in i'm sorry in really hot temperature you sometimes feel like sitting on the marble slab yes. right but mm-hmm. in puja we don't we don't recommend that, okay. right? So we say you have to have some covering on it. Okay. And the covering could be jute, could be cotton, could be some material, leather, et cetera, et cetera. There's some, some rules around that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so that touch has happened. Mm-hmm. Then the light happened. Yes. Then the smell happened. Mm-hmm. Then the hearing happened, mm-hmm. right? Yes. In some places in puja, they begin by offering water to the god and then they yes. drink one sip. So tongue happens taste happens. So all five senses are now centered around thinking about outside you. Mm. We're not thinking about me, which is my normal state. I'm thinking about me, me, me. Mm. No, Mm. I'm not thinking about how God feels being here. Mm. How the rest of the environment has been informed that I'm starting my meditation, my prayer. Right? So my presence of mind was outside me. Because now I'm going to go inside in a meaningful way. Mm, okay. And I don't want to be disturbed. Mm. So then you begin your meditation on your job. Mm. Meditation and job will have, will have to be covered separately. Okay. Yeah. Because they're big topics. And yes. you may, you guys may not know, but I teach meditation. For yes. Many. And we have in our plan to cover the meditation. Okay. And for topic. many, many years. Yes. And there are five different. So there so, but Jap is something you may be familiar with. Jap is res, uh, reciting a mantra or a sacred fa- phrase, mm-hmm. right? In Jap is a Sanskrit or Hindi word for it. In in, um, in other religions, in other languages, it's just, uh, you know, saying your hymns, you know, mm-hmm. singing your hymns or okay. saying a sacred phrase repeatedly, chanting. It's called chanting. So, um, but Jap is a specialized way of doing it. And almost all of the major religions or not major, all of the, a lot of the religions in the world today have a concept of a rosary. Yes, right? yes. And we're not quite sure exactly. I mean, I can do some research, mm-hmm. but rosaries and rudrakshmalas and have been around in, in uh, ancient cultures, you know, like Indian culture for more than 10,000 years. Mm-hmm. So not because they're, because they work. Mm-hmm. It's a science, okay? Mm-hmm. Anyway, we, so when we talk about meditation, we'll talk about how to use a rosary, right? Mm-hmm. There's a way to use that or to use a rudrakshmala in a particular way. And if you already know it, good for you. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will explain some science to you. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's come back. So mm-hmm. we've done all this and now we go into our personal mm-hmm. part mm-hmm. in which we're going to do some meditation, which is quietening the mind, mm-hmm. which is another muscle that we use to not get hijacked by the mind and its thoughts. The mind is that part of your brain where your emotions and your ego sit. That's the definition we've given it. In Hindi, it would be man Mm. and not your buddhi. Okay. So in meditation, we are not using buddhi. We are trying to 
allow the mind to be mm. itself mm. meaning and what does the mind do by itself it generates thoughts mm -hmm. worries mm -hmm. concerns mm -hmm. other thoughts good thoughts mm. worry thoughts mm. <laughs> pretty, pretty much That's yes <laughs> constantly <laughs> you, huh? you think there'll be some other kind of thought that might pop up well, <laughs> unlikely <laughs> unlikely but they can be they can there are a variety of thoughts but mm. these are the dominant ones okay. and you allow them to be hmm but you don't allow them to persist mm. you allow them to and then you say please go away yes please go you are more than welcome to come in you are more than welcome to leave <laughs> so you don't suppress yes okay, so you do this part of meditation if this is your meditation practice if it's not you do the meditation practice but ultimately the goal of meditation practice is to become quiet mm. by allowing the thoughts to pass mm. and it's a lot of muscle Mm -hmm. a lot of muscle to allow the thought to pass and that is a brain muscle right <laughs> <laughs> ultimately it's one of the brain muscles yes yeah. okay anyway so you practice that mm -hmm. okay if that's tough for you you do jap jap is another method to build the same muscle which is chanting you mm -hmm. pick a sacred phrase it could mm -hmm. be anything could be any sacred phrase that you've been given that you've read come from a teacher you like mm -hmm. just a phrase not very long mm -hmm. sentence at most right and you just say it trying to understand it but mm -hmm. you say it aloud at what volume only so that your ears can hear it right yeah. <laughs> enough volume mm -hmm. that you can hear it mm -hmm. not the whole house yes <laughs> true all right mm -hmm. so because we want to engage this this mm -hmm. this okay right so that your distraction levelness is less because our distractions mm -hmm. also happen from the five senses Yes. So by engaging the senses, we have a higher quality meditation. Okay. Okay. So very quickly, I have an, when I when we talk about meditation, we talk more about the science. So yes. It's amazing. All mm -hmm. right. So now we do that. So then, at the end of your meditation part, you are going to do two things. Hmm. You are going to reinforce your sankalp. Mm -hmm. You are going to have praised God already. Mm -hmm. In with your earlier prayer, which means you lowered your ego. Mm -hmm. Lowered ego allows you to now. have a much better progress or success or effectiveness at reinforcing your committed goal your sankalp mm. okay and for what is sankalp we already covered that in a sense in a different session so yes. meaning committed goal meaning not a wish mm. okay so i don't want to go there so you have that mm. okay so you have to commit to it now this committing happens in two layers mm. one is what's the big goal mm. oh i want to make my company grow i want to make more revenue mm. i want to uh build my product mm -hmm. i want to write some code i want to solve this particular problem i want to build this industrial device mm -hmm. right i want to uh, call up the water department and tell them their bill is too high mm -hmm. whatever the <laughs> right your little projects mm -hmm. there are all your committed goals for today mm -hmm. right so you're not reminding yourself what your goals are mm -hmm. you're recommitting you're reaffirming that those are my goals house maintenance my work goal my relationship goal i have three goals right three major goals so mm -hmm. the three major goals mm -hmm. gives you a balance when people can have a fourth goal but that's about it fourth is my sports that i play after oh okay after my my ex my self exercise my yoga my you know golf whatever whatever you know sport you play mm -hmm. so or exercise you do so and then you're done right that's your right home and home maintenance home health your food your balance your ayurvedic diet everything comes under home mm -hmm. right 
-hmm. Some people can put health there as well, which means your exercise also, because say you're exercising at home 20 minutes of, you know, yoga, jogging, whatever you do, or, you know, total of 40 minutes, that's your kind of tax to the body. So that comes under there. Then my work goals and my relationship goals, my kids, my wife, my other friends, whatever your relationship goals are. So you say, these are my three goals, it puts you back in balance. Mm -hmm. Then for the particular goals that you have to kind of work harder on today, mm -hmm. you say, I need to break them down. I'm having a tough time with this part, this challenge, this goal. So I need to augment my, re what are my resources? What's available to me that can help me do this? How can I ask for more help? Who can I ask for help, right? Who am I not listening to? Are there, is this problem already been solved? Mm -hmm. How can, so you're reinforcing, I need to become a better listener by lowering your ego. Mm -hmm. And then here you're applying that by saying, who do I need to talk to? Who do I need to listen to so I can maybe solve my problem? Mm -hmm. okay. Then who do I need to ask? Who all do I need to ask? So you're reinforcing the lowered ego that my lowered ego is willing to listen. My lowered ego is willing to ask. Mm. My lowered ego is willing to make the effort to reach out to some people by saying, hey, can you can we agree on something? Can mm. you commit to doing this? I need you to do this, then I can do this. Mm. So you're making a, you know, deals, right? Business deals or other deals. So you need to now revisit the challenging part of your stuff. Right. But this is near the end. You've already done your 20 minutes, 40 minutes of meditation mm. because that is where you built the muscle that makes you strong enough to remove distractions from your life. Mm. Okay. That has already happened. Mm. Now, meditation by itself doesn't give you a level raise, doesn't give you elevation. Mm. If you keep meditating and yeah. don't go to the next step, you'll be at the same level. You'll be a, a calmer person mm -hmm. at the same level. And people will say, oh, I don't see much change. He's a little bit calmer now but that's it so you have to put that calm mind mm -hmm. to use to work oh, this is what we're doing now oh. how do you use your calm mind mm -hmm. and your ability to stay calm not a calm mind that randomly became calm because you just sat there for 20 minutes 40 mm -hmm. minutes right mm -hmm. how do i use my ability to remain calm mm -hmm. and put it to some work so i can elevate okay so much is happening just in your 40-minute puja. Yeah. Sorry. And I've already been talking for 50 minutes on how to do a 40-minute puja. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. It takes time to explain some sciences. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Okay. I got to have a little bit more to tell you. Mm -hmm. So here you do the second level of sankal, meaning lowered ego. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say, what all I do I need to do so that my shift inside me happens. What's the shift? Mm -hmm. That my ego is now low enough to talk to those people that I didn't like. Oh. My ego is now low enough to hear them. My ego is now low enough to start those actions that have been pending, which I hated to do. Mm. They're, they're the roadblock that's preventing me from going forward because I don't feel like doing that. So you say, how do I make myself feel like doing that? I know I'll get a buddy. Mm. I'll get some friend, some colleague to say, hey, let's do this together. I have a tough time doing it alone. Mm. One of the most powerful things you can say in your life, in your success, in your work, even at home, is, you know, I have a tough time doing this alone. Mm. I need a buddy. Just stand by me. But I do this. Mm. Talk to me. Okay. It's not easy to say that. I mean, it's but not the that. minute you say it once yes. and try it, yes. that experiential knowledge will land in you mm -hmm. and you will say, oh my God. Yes. And you tell important. the person, I, I'll, how can I be there with you when you when you have to do something you don't like? Tell me. Mm. And you make a buddy system. Mm. You help them, they help you. Okay. I did that for years because I, I used to be a jogger. I used, okay. to, I used to be a fast runner. Mm. And I had a friend. 
Mm. I said, we'll, I'll meet you there at 6 a.m. Mm. So in the morning, I didn't have to think, should I go running today? Because mm. my friend was going to yes. be there. I couldn't yeah. let him down. <laughs> yeah. Buddy system. Mm. So, and it's an inspiration also, right? Yeah. Well, it's, it's, well it, it, uh, it, it's, uh, it removes your ego's ability to thwart your own drive. Mm. It removes the one of the biggest ego frictions that exist in life, which is at this second I don't feel like going for a run. Yes, yes, it's gone. Mm. Right, same thing applies to everything in life. All the things you don't like, right? Like, like you know, we on every Monday night we have to put trash out in our big trash can. They come and, and then the big truck comes and it picks up the trash, dumps it into the truck, and the truck drives away. Now, if you miss it, mm. you got one more week of trashes lying yes. in your home, right? Correct, correct. So, uh, if I'm trying to, if I put in the trash out, very often my oldest son will just walk out with me, mm. or he'll kind of help me, right? And some days if I'm forgetting to do it, mm. he'll just do it. Okay. Right? But having a buddy makes it so much easier. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Just feel like, yeah, you be, while, you know, we're, while you're talking, you're engaged in the, in, with the mind in some other nicer activity, this some not so nice activity gets taken care of. Mm. Ideally, you reach this internal strength that no activity is not nice. Why? Because even taking the trash out is kind of meditative. Nobody's yeah. bothering you. You go there, you just put it away, and you feel good that, okay, now that's out, everything's done right, and tomorrow we'll have a cleaner house. You feel yes. so. And you, you've also mentioned that even washing the dishes or, yeah. you know, doing the laundry is also meditative. Right? You, you can make it make meditative. It meditative. Oh. Or, or you can make it complaining. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the, that's so, the trick. So mm. use your ability to keep the mind calmer mm. by working it in the right, in the good ways, in the effective way. So we will teach, talk about that in, it will take one or two sessions to talk about meditation and all the science behind it. Yes, okay, so we'll come. Yes, yes. Okay, so come back to prayer. Mm -hmm. So so you reinforce your problem solving at a little detail level by using the awareness of the shift of mm -hmm. a lowered ego mm -hmm. and the benefit that it brings to you and the behavior change in you mm -hmm. because of this. Okay, now the last part mm. of prayer is gratitude. Mm. Okay, so sometimes I find it's easier to do the second part that I just told you, which mm. is second layer of sankalp, mm -hmm. after my gratitude. So I, I practice my gratitude just before. Mm. Why? Because gratitude practice lowers your ego even more. It makes the rest of the exercise more effective. Mm. So what is a gratitude exercise? Two. There's mm. two parts to gratitude exercise. Mm. One is you first quickly say, I'm grateful for all the things I have. Mm. A beautiful house, mm -hmm. family, they're doing well, right? Mm. And people have always, life is full of challenges because mm. people are always trying to do better than they are at, right? So we don't want a life that is without challenges. Mm. So you accept this, right? All intelligent people want to have challenges. So if you guys keep thinking in your head, mm. my perfect life would be, there are all the challenges have been solved. Mm -hmm. You just became dead. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. That's not true. You will not be happy. Mm. No, no, I'll be happy. I'm going to try it first. Go mm. try it. Mm. 10,000 years people have tried and has been highly unsuccessful. Why will it work for you? Mm. So learn from others' mistakes. So not possible. Hmm. Life is about having challenges hmm. that you want to solve. Yes. Right. And accepting the challenges that are always there 
don't don't say oh my god i have to eat food again mm. yeah mm-hmm. you have a body yes two taxes have to be paid mm. eating and exercise mm. no you cannot help it you in this body supports you mm-hmm. it comes with two price tags you got to eat you got to exercise mm-hmm. so if you say i don't want to pay the tax of exercising every day mm. you will pay mm. who cannot pay tax you have to pay one way or the other way you have to pay mm. so don't argue with the reality that exists right so there'll be some challenge in your life that are part of just survival accept them do them with a cheerful mm. right accept them do them because they have to be done and then there are some challenges you want this is what i want to accomplish with my life mm. then you work on those right like i want this job i want this work i want this i want that right then you start to work towards it Mm-hmm. So the so all of that is the recognition. You recognize I'm grateful for the things that I have, mm-hmm. including the my ability to have the challenges that I have. Mm-hmm. First gratitude. Okay, yes. got that. Mm-hmm. Second gratitude is who, what are all the people, especially and things that I can be more grateful for that I'm not currently practicing. Let me try mm-hmm. to think about things. that did not occur to me that i should be grateful for for example example yes <laughs> i was about to remind you please give an example <laughs> for example uh-huh. you know there is so much knowledge available in all, all these books hmm. 10000 years people have been 20000 approximately hmm. is when our old, the oldest material that we can see right knowledge that is been passed to us 20000 years of human beings have been gathering knowledge learning from their mistakes or from their experiences and passing it down through the ages mm-hmm. all of that work all of that sacrifice is available to us today and it shows in hundreds of ways you have to recognize it mm-hmm. that we don't we just didn't get born into a seriously evolved or civilized materially and emotionally society just randomly mm-hmm. with low crime mm-hmm. somebody worked very hard for it you have to be grateful mm. and you have to say what am i doing to make sure this persists and can be better in the next generation because i got it i took advantage of it i it allowed me to start my own company or start this or do that right right this civilization that i was born into allowed enabled me to do the things that made me happy and successful mm. so i'm not just not going to say okay thank you no that's their job Mm-hmm. and ignore them no gratitude says i recognize what they did mm-hmm. sometimes some people did nasty things they took away from this level of civilization already built you have to know that too history is necessary yes. right mm-hmm. so you have to understand by not by data and inform and knowledge what to be grateful for mm-hmm. and what are some things that are not to be grateful for because they happen and they they took us down and now they're only useful if i learn from them by saying not to do that right like there was a lot of racism there was a lot of other bad stuff that happened through our history right which is terrible but you need to learn from that because that took us down mm-hmm. right and you you understand right okay so the so second part of gratitude is what are all the things i need to be grateful for that i don't easily right so one is environmental mm-hmm. one is societal mm-hmm. cultural from history right and the other is people and relationships around you people that are actually willing to help you that are just sometimes you know in <laughs> rude or you know they tell you directly or they tell you in a way that you're not able to hear 
But you say, that's okay. I don't like the way they talk, mm. but I'm still grateful. Mm. So you have to maintain that a relationship, the relationships you have in your life are good where they are good. Mm. And some areas need work. But in the gratitude part, you only focus on the gratefulness that you need to remind yourself. The minute you've done that part, you can go to the third part, which is a lower level sankalp, because you'll find it's easier. Okay, I find it's easier. But if not, later on, right after you finish your second level sankalp, you say things that I... So I am content that my phone works. I have mm -hmm. a nice phone. It works. Mm -hmm. Good. Okay. Right. Doesn't mean I'm, I have no more goals left. Mm -hmm. I have other goals to accomplish. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm not looking to buy another phone. It's fine. This one's fine. Oh, new models out. Yeah, I know. I know. And my son told me new models out. But this is working <laughs> fine. It's working fine. I'm, mm. I'm grateful. My phone works. Okay. That's it. Right. Mm -hmm. For example, mm. I'm grateful this relationship exists. I'm grateful that relationship exists. I'm grateful this person is intelligent. I'm grateful my son is able to do this. My, my child is able to do etc. etc. So you recognize, you allow that gratitude, that contentedness mm -hmm. to land. Because if you cannot enjoy that, mm -hmm. whatever goal you accomplish tomorrow mm -hmm. will also go into the endless pit. Wow. You will never enjoy it. It will go into the pit. And on that day, you'll be thinking out oh, my next goal. Mm -hmm. So when will you enjoy the stuff that you worked hard for all along? Mm -hmm. Never. Because you're thinking, no, no, no. I don't want to be content. I don't want to be content. I only have the next thing, next thing, next thing. Mm -hmm. I'm so hungry that I only keep climbing, climbing, eating, eating. And I'm totally ungrateful. Mm -hmm. It's like you're. It's like you're trying to go up the stairs on one leg. <laughs> I'm grateful for the online samosa. <laughs> yeah, for but, our opportunity yes. to. We are learning so much. So much in presenting, bringing this information to yes, you, yes. and we're getting so much good feedback. Yes, and a fairly large, fairly good number of views. They're still growing. We're very happy. So thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. Okay. So we're now at the one hour point. Okay. So this this covered. The science behind utilizing the steps in the prayer, mm -hmm. of course, in the prayer, there are many other, many steps. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you want me to ever actually walk through all the, like the 16 steps of Hindu. If you want, I can do that another time. Okay. Yeah. But here I've explained to you, explained the sciences that can be used in this, in this prayer. Now, if I were to actually talk about the 16 steps mm -hmm. for each tiny step in there, I will tell you something more. But essentially, and they'll be, it'll be cute, it'll be nice, it'll be something knowledgeable. So maybe if Yamani asks me, we'll, we'll do it. Mm -hmm. But this is the essentials of what you're trying to accomplish in your daily prayer. Make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. So what should we do now? So I think uh, you wanted to cover and different religions, how the yeah. prayer is done. Should, should we do that? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes, that okay. would be great. All right. So in the Christian prayer, let's talk about that. So what, is, what are they doing? What's the science working? So the Christian prayer is similar. It's simple, right? It's actually... In the one of the earliest Vedic pray, prayers, uh, there is an example given of how to pray. Hmm. Okay, and the and the example is like this. There are many, many examples. Hmm. Okay, but one of the prominent ones in the early Vedic period is when you pray, you talk to God hmm. or the divine hmm. energy in the same way as a child would talk to their dad. It says as a child would talk to their father. Hmm. It says that. Okay. Pretend you're talking to your father mm. as, and you're the young child. So you're honest. You are forthright. Mm -hmm. You're unafraid. Mm -hmm. And you can talk to God with the, uh, prep, with the uh, 
with the word tu, which is considered informal in, in Hindi language. Mm. Right? In Hindi, we have three different levels of respect that we give to the word you. Mm -hmm. right? They have three yous. <laughs> in English, it's a you. Yes. You, come yeah. here. Right? In Hindi, we have tu, meaning so for someone lower or equal to me, my close buddy. Mm -hmm. Tu kya kar rai? What are you doing? Mm -hmm. Tu kya kar rai? Tu is a you. Mm -hmm. right? Then there is a tum, mm -hmm. which is equal respect. Okay. And then there's a aap, which means I'm more senior to me. I give you more respect. So mm -hmm. instead of saying to my grandfather, tu kya kar rai? I will say aap kya kar rai? Mm -hmm. And that aap in English will translate to you. Mm, yeah. To my friend, like mm. Yamini over here, I'll say tum, mm, mm. which in English will translate as you. Mm. To my six-year-old child, I will say, I could say tum, I mm. could say aap, but I would generally say, or to my close buddy mm. from my, you know, from my college that we were roommates, I'll say tu kya kar rai? Mm. And in English, that will translate as what are you. you. No, you. you. All three of them okay. are you in English. Because English doesn't have... Levels of respect in the word you, right? But Hindi does. So in, in Indian prayer, mm. you can use tu, the most informal version of you with God. Okay. Tu is allowed mm. with your mom mm -hmm. and God. That's it, huh? They're the only two seniors to you. Oh. They're the only two people senior to you, mm. meaning you should be respecting them. But in this Usage is considered high respect. Mm. That I can tell you anything. Mm. Okay. So in that Vedic prayer, it says you can talk like that. So the Christian prayer is something like off. So there are many Christian prayers, but a generic version, which is common across majority of the strains or the types of Christianity is our father in heaven. Mm. Hallowed be thy name. Right? Mm. Meaning... First of all, you recognize that I'm talking to you like you are my father and I can trust you and I can tell you everything. Mm. And that respect automatically kicks in. That means I am respecting. Mm. Right? Mm. Meaning what? I lowered my ego. Yes. yes. So remember in our prayer system, we talked about how to lower your ego. Mm. Lowering your ego has already happened here. Hallowed be that name. Thy name be hallowed. Meaning thy name be glorified. Mm. Talked about. Mm. Not my name. Mm. That means I'm not taking praise and fame for me. Mm. Again, I lowered my ego. Because one of, there are three main drivers in human life for mm. ego. Ego, mm. there's three things egos want, all egos want. Mm -hmm. What are they? <laughs> they want fame. Oh. What? Okay. They want power, which comes in the form of raw power or money. Mm. And they want knowledge. Mm. They can, they can solve their problems, dominate or manipulate or do whatever, right? So egos want these three things. Okay. Ego wants the fame, the knowledge and the? And power. Power. Okay. Power is of money or raw power like mm. military power mm -hmm. or political power or money power. Okay. Okay. Power also has three types. <laughs> right? Okay. All, all ego-driven people, which mm. is all the people, <laughs> are ultimately looking for one of these three things or all three things in different proportions. Mm. So in this prayer, you have taken care of two of them. Okay. You have said, Our Father, meaning you are higher than me. Uh -huh. I've lowered my ego. Uh -huh. Then I said, Your name be hallowed, meaning you are more popular than me. I'm not trying to be more popular. I'm mm. not trying to gain more fame because mm. fame is a big drive. Mm. Then it says, your kingdom come, meaning your authority, your power. So I lowered my power ego also. Mm. You're the kingdom, not me. I'm not the power center. Not oh, the king. okay. 
So by saying the by prayer, just by saying this, yes. you lowered your ego in these two different, three different ways. Hmm. That's the goal. Goal. That's why the science of the prayer. See, I'm not telling you please pray like this. Mm-hmm. If this prayer works for you, please use. It. Yes. If yes. the Hindu prayer, which I explained, is more effective, use it, hmm. and you can substitute a your religion prayer into it because the science is science. It works. Hmm. Science. Okay. So here I'm explaining why this prayer would be effective because there's a science behind it. Sure. Then it says, "Your will be done." Your will be done. Not I'm not trying to impose my will because that's the ego of power. Hmm. Ego of power says, what? Yeah. I want power so yeah. my thing gets done my way. Hmm. My will should prevail. Hmm. So here I'm saying your will. Oh. I just lowered my ego again. Right? Very nice. Then on earth as it is in heaven, meaning I re- recognize hmm. that this is small. Hmm. Heaven is big. Yeah. So why am I fighting for the small earth? Correct. Yeah, yeah. So again, this recognition mm-hmm. that earth and heaven, mm-hmm. this this picture mm-hmm. helps me size myself to something n- where I can give up my ego by saying, okay, I understand heaven is a lot bigger, better place, mm-hmm. right? And this, and it, and I want the earth to become like heaven. That's another nice symbolism, meaning that heaven is possible on earth. Yes. <laughs> you have to make this place, this yes. family, this community right. heavenly. Yes. Don't make it heavenly. Heaven has a particular, you know, set of descriptors and some attributes that are magical. Forget mm-hmm. those. Mm-hmm. But emotionally, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Give us this day our daily bread. Gratitude. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I am now grateful for just the fact that I can eat food. Mm-hmm. And not much food, whatever it is I'm getting. Right? Mm-hmm. So I'm invoking gratitude. Mm-hmm. And we said in our prayer, gratitude, right? Yes. So I invoked a little bit of gratitude. Did I use all of the signs of gratitude that were explained? No, that's up to me. If I don't have that ability, don't have that knowledge, I won't be able to do it. Mm-hmm. But even if I don't have that, mm-hmm. some part of gratitude just got kicked in. Mm-hmm. Then forgive us our debts as we forgive others. Oh. So forgiveness just kicked in. Why? Mm-hmm. Because revenge is a powerful motivator of the ego. Mm-hmm. So I lowered my ego. Then I healed my relationship with other people mm. by willingness to forgive others and move on. Like the incense yes. in my house after yes. we have had our issue. Right? That smell tells me everything is okay. Mm. Forgiveness has happened. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, for example. So forgive us our debts. Mm. So I'm willing to forgive. Mm. But first I ask God, please forgive mine. Mm-hmm. I'm Meaning I recognize I make mistakes. It lowers my ego. Mm-hmm. Then I forgive others as we forgive others. Right? That trespass against. Lead us not into temptation. Meaning that there is a part of my mind Mm -hmm. which will hijack me into doing things that it feels good Mm -hmm. but aren't good in the long run. Evil. Mm -hmm. What is evil? Evil is me doing actions because I thought I liked them only to find out later on that they are very costly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. Right? So... Lead us not into temptation, which is evil. Temptation, right? And deliver us from evil. Those are the lines. Right? And that's your prayer. Mm. Right? But here's the science. And now I explain it to you. Now, if you use this science while you're saying this prayer by saying, okay, this is working, this is working like this. I'm doing my... Then you can start saying that I'm now a better person because I caused some shift. What was the shift? I lowered my ego. Mm. I lowered my fame needs. Mm -hmm. I lowered my power needs. Mm -hmm. I want to maintain that as I walk out of here, which Mm -hmm. means... Now, if you use my science and you say, I want to become a better listener, I want to become more respectful, mm-hmm. I want to actually ask people, mm-hmm. I don't want to look down on people, I don't want to impose my power on them if I don't have to, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Etc. Cetera, et cetera. And I'm grateful for all the smallest things I get, including all the big things, therefore. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to practice my gratitude across the day as I get them. And then I'm going to forgive. 
I'm going to ask God to forgive my mistake, meaning I recognize I make mistakes, mm-hmm. that I'm not perfect, that I'm not going to walk around pretending I'm super better than you. Mm-hmm. I'm not holier than thou, mm-hmm. right? I'm lowering my ego and I'm forgiving others as they make mistakes or I'm forgiving them, especially if they ask for forgiveness. And I'm trying to not lead myself into Mm-hmm. my mind hijacking me into action. I'm trying to do the right thing and I'm trying to understand what the right things are, none of which have been, I've not discussed those things yet mm-hmm. and we will discuss them in other times. Mm-hmm. But they're not, and they're not really a part of this, but they're indicated here. Mm-hmm. So the dress is up to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. But this is how the science in this works. Yeah. Very nice. Okay. So this was the Christian way yeah. of praying. So, okay. And the science. This is science. science. This is science part. Okay. You ha- because there are lots of ways to pray and you can follow a longer, shorter, right? Mm-hmm. But you're using the science that we just explained. Because we explained when we explained the science of prayer in the earlier session, mm. it was not particularly religion with one religion. Mm. Okay, mm. sorry. Okay, here we go. So in Islam, it goes, Allah is great. I'm doing the English translation from the Arabic. Right? Mm-hmm. Allah is great. Glory be to you. Mm. Right? And all praise to you. So one of the rules they have in Islam is whenever they take the name of God, they always say praise to you. Right? Mm. So they do that. Mm. And again, by saying greatest, mm. Allah Akbar, right? They say that. They're saying, I'm not as big as I think. Because ego has a tendency to say, I am great. Yes, yes. I'm really great, right? So you're saying, I'm not. Mm. I'm not. You are, that's the greatest. He is the greatest, right? Mm. And glory be to him. Meaning, the name come to him. The fame come to him. Again, the fame concept is again, like, because I'm seeking some fame and name. I want to be, when I walk in, I want to be fashionably dressed. Mm. You know, I want people to recognize that I'm, you know, that I'm successful, that I'm mm. powerful. Mm. So fame, I'm looking for glory and fame. So now I say, no, glory is his. Mm. Right? Mm. All praise is to him. Praise is also his. I don't, I'm not seeking praise. Mm. And blessed is your name itself. Your name is blessed. It's divine. Mm. Right? I'm not even seeking my name. By praising something else mm-hmm. as better than me or bigger than me or just praising, mm-hmm. I automatically lower my own ego. Yes, right? yes. That kind of, I, if it doesn't, then then you should make that a practice by, in, by bringing this science into your prayer. Mm-hmm. By saying, and what does it mean that I'm not seeking name and praise? Right? It means that I am willing to give name and praise to whoever deserves it in my life. Mm-hmm. No matter what religion they are, if they have done something praiseworthy, I will tell them. Because I just increased my muscle capacity mm-hmm. to praise God, mm-hmm. praise something not me, mm-hmm. that muscle has to be put to use now. Mm-hmm. So if some person, no matter what religion they are, they are helpful mm-hmm. to me or to society or the community, mm-hmm. I have to praise them. That is the implication of this prayer. That's, the, that's what they're trying to do. Right? Okay. So, and then none is worthy of worship but you. I seek your protection mm. from Satan. Right? Mm. In the name of Allah, the compassionate and merciful. So, what are the components here now? Okay. So, none is worthy of worship but you. Meaning that I shouldn't start thinking that king is so powerful. Mm. If I can just please that king, I will get everything I want. Mm. No. None, no human being mm. is worthy of as much praise mm. as God. Mm. Right? And I seek your protection, Mm. meaning people who are afraid of their own existence, survival, Mm. seek out a king or a general that they can say, and they say, I'll do whatever you want. And then they end up finding that that general is ruthless, you know, and ask them a high price. So you say, no, I'm going to have faith Mm. that good people Mm. through God will do the right things here. So... 
I'm not seeking protection from one or two individuals. Mm. I'm seeking protection from the divine because the divine manifests itself mm. across the whole world. Mm. All people, all religions everywhere were made by the same God, mm. ultimately. Almost all religions say that, right? Yeah. So yeah. everyone is allowed to exist. Mm. And I expect that that divine through those people will ultimately protect me. Mm -hmm. In fact, I live in the country I live and I have the freedoms that I have mm -hmm. is because of all of this divineness. Yes. Right. Yes. So in the name, so I seek your protection in the name of Allah. So I seek your protection. That That's what this means. This is the sign. So you have to feel this. You have to understand this mm -hmm. when you're saying it because it then causes a shift in you. Mm -hmm. See, the prayer must cause a shift in you where you are able to respect the right things on earth. It must cause a shift in you where your ego is lower so you become a better listener. So you become a better, more respectful person. Mm -hmm. And you don't hurt other people because you have the power to. You have the money to. Mm -hmm. right? You don't use your power for evil. Mm -hmm. right? And many things are evil. right? Okay. Yes. So I see. And from Satan. Satan here now represents same thing. My feelings mm -hmm. hijack me into doing things that I know are not right or I later on realize are bad for me. Right? Evil. So, e so evil from the Christian prayer is, is translated as Satan over here, which ultimately tra should translate you that by saying, I do things because of my ego and my mm -hmm. emotional hijack. Mm -hmm. And and as we've, just, we've said earlier, mm -hmm. your emotions and your ego sit in the same part of your oh. brain called, called the man, the mind, uh -huh. not in your buddhi. So you have to use your buddhi mm -hmm. to make sure this doesn't hijack you. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this science, if you apply it right here, will help you improve the quality of your effectiveness mm -hmm. of the prayer and bring change in you in the name of Allah, the compassionate. So you say he's compassionate. Why? Because sometimes you're not 100% sure if the divine is actually working around you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now you see so much, sometimes you see great evil. Yes. You say, how can this be divine? Yes. Right? So you need to know he's compassionate. That even mm. when I yes yes even when I make a mistake, mm. I, he will forgive me. So this is the forgiveness concept in the Christian prayer comes in here as compassionate. That means even if I make a mistake, I will do something to amend for it. Mm. Say I have treated some person badly, mm. right, unfairly, mm -hmm. not given them the recognition that they need, mm. right, not been a true friend to them, for example, right. Mm. Then I will go correct it because. God will forgive me. He's compassionate. Mm. Therefore, I, and he's not just compassionate because I keep doing the same crime. Mm. <laughs> he's compassionate because I fix things that I've done wrong. Mm. So that is automatically included in this sentence here. And he's merciful. Mm. Not just I can keep doing all the evil things that I'm doing, even though, you know, even though I kind of know that they're not good, right? Mm -hmm. Because, uh, you know, I have a personal problem with that person, mm. right? Or some... Uh, some people or some uh, uh, companies or some objects, right? Because of blah, 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 I have some thinking. No. I forgive mm. because he is forgiven. Right? Mm -hmm. And when I do these things, I know that, that my goal is to not do those things. I'm kind of getting away from Satan. Right? Mm. And I'm trying to be my best person inside me. Mm -hmm. Right? Now, if you want all of the signs to work, you might have to uh, it might be beneficial to kind of keep listening to our series and we'll, yes. we'll tell you what <laughs> Another quick question. Right. Sandeep, I have seen a lot of people who are meditators and they do a lot of prayer, very regimented, okay. yet they walk with a very high ego. 
hasn't that affected mm-hmm. them? Not that yet. That means they are not, not following yet. the no, no, no. scientific no, no, reasons. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, good, good point. You, mm-hmm. you raise a good point. Okay, just because you see a person is having a good meditation practice mm-hmm. does not mean that you will see the impact right away. Okay. That's one. Secondly, you don't know, you may not know what they were like before. Oh. Right. Just because they have big ego now doesn't mean they didn't have an even bigger ego before. Or Mm. it could mean that their meditation practice is stuck. Mm. Because like I said earlier, meditation is a practice that strengthens one muscle. Mm. That muscle, Mm. we want to be strong. But then we need to use it Mm -hmm. to cause a shift in ourselves. Mm. So if the second part hasn't happened yet... Mm then they, they, this is a person who is uh, walking around in rags hmm. having earned a billion dollars. <laughs> okay. Because he hasn't figured out that I can use this money for something. Oh, good example. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. So, uh, so um, if you give this example mm-hmm. to that person mm-hmm. as your own example, not their example. They say, you know, I've... When one day mm. I was meditating, I've been meditating for some time. I don't know if you meditate, so mm. you don't assume, right? Mm. Babe? Mm. And you say, you know, and then one day I started to apply the meditation to my behavior mm. because, and I felt like, oh, I already, already had so much money. And why was I walking around in rags? Mm. Like I had all this muscle I had built, mm. all these assets I had created my meditation assets, mm-hmm. and I not even put them to good use. So I was looking like I was a beggar. Mm-hmm. And I looked at myself and I said, oh my God, mm-hmm. how ugly. Why was I doing that to myself even though I had the capability to wear, mm-hmm. put on the nice clothes sitting right here? Right? Yes. And I could yes. buy them. So if you give yourself example as opposed to saying you need to change, mm-hmm. then if you say you need to change, I mean, you have an ego, right? Yeah, yeah, right? correct. And you have an ego. It's okay, recognize it, right? Mm-hmm. But I'll give you a... a a, a joke here hmm. or a line here that I like. Okay. Okay. What is the definition of an egotist? Okay. Hmm. That's the question. So the answer is hmm. an egotist hmm. is a person who's talking about himself. Ah. Not Daniel. Okay. <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> an egotist is a person who's talking about themselves when you want to talk about yourself. Yes, <laughs> Both are egotist and no, the only time you will huh. think this person is an egotist is when you want to talk. If you did not want to talk about yourself, why would it bother you? This person talking about himself, you'll say, yeah. yeah, we're having a conversation. This guy loves to talk. Yeah. It won't bother you. Very good The point. minute it bothers you, it's because you want to talk about yourself. <laughs> so funny. Oh, yes. <laughs> I never thought of in that way. Yeah. And I have a couple of friends who would just want to talk about their lives, their and things. It, and it and bothered you, right? <gasps> no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it did. I thought that way that yes, they need that outlet. Yeah. So they want to talk they about need, their They have own. a need. They yes, they need. So yes. yes. So wow. Today was excellent, Sandeep. Okay. Wonderful. Very good. Yeah, right. now, I learned quite a lot today. Okay, good. About the other... Good questions. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we are out of time. Okay. And we covered the questions for, that you must have heard with the questions today. After you hear us and then... You know, we would love to uh, know what you think. Yeah, yeah. what you think. So you can get feedback to us on Spotify. We just started finally on Spotify, so it's up and up. Yes. And you can listen to it while you're driving or doing other things. You have the video running Mm -hmm. and you don't, it doesn't consume your, you know, 
uh, it doesn't capture your screen like YouTube does. So you have an option. Yes. And uh, as well as uh, you can give us comments on our YouTube channel and you can give us on our email. Email is, oh, sorry. It's mm-hmm. the uh, the online samosa, one word, the online samosa at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and as well as our text number, mm-hmm. which is one or plus one, six, six, nine, two, two, eight, two, eight, one, zero. Yes. And uh, we would really appreciate any feedback from you. Please hear our last four shows. This is the fifth show number fifth. Please hear that and send us up our comments. Till then, a warm namaste from Yamini Mitter. And a namaste from me. And remember, the online samosa. <laughs>